and hear the wolf howl on WDRS Talk. Hey there, sisters and brothers. Welcome to another episode of WDRS Talk, the Wolf's Den Radio Show Talk. I am your host, Wolf Himora. Thank you very much for joining me for another episode of uh, my new podcast. And uh really appreciate your support. And uh, so please, please subscribe to the YouTube page if you're um, listening on YouTube. And if you are on Spotify, give the WGRS Talk a follow. And uh, you get fresh episodes every every week as soon as they come out of the oven. All right. So now we are on episode 9. And this is going to be an interview. This time with a couple of... Um, rock DJs um, from Manila and uh, they were part of uh, the very classic and uh, renowned radio station uh, DZRJ and they also uh, they were part of uh, what, what they called back in the day rock, the rock of Manila and uh yeah, and uh, I'm talking about two DJs who I look up to very much, Bob Magoo and also the Gaucho, who was also known as Big Jim when he was in DZRJ. And uh, as <laughs> as you well know, if you are uh, if you follow me on WDRS Live, I am definitely a frustrated DJ. It is one thing that I really like doing, playing music for you all. And uh, we're going to start doing that again soon. You know, I, I uh, just did a very, uh, very tiring uh, move with uh, um, the, uh, the, uh, a new place. And uh, we're just getting settled in. So uh, I'll be uh, playing the DJ stuff again soon. So look out for that. But in the meantime... Um, like I said, it's uh, um, I have interviewing two DJs, Bob Magoo and the Gaucho, and uh, they've got some really interesting stories, especially uh, back in the day. Um, Bob Magoo is a little a little older than uh, Gaucho, so he was a DJ in DZRJ uh, back in the early seventies, and he was he was actually on air when martial law was declared in nineteen seventy two in the Philippines. And uh, he's got a really funny story about that. All right, so here it is, uh, episode nine on WDRS Talk with Bob Magoo and the Gaucho. Enjoy. You're listening to the Wolf's Den Radio Show Talk. All right, sisters and brothers, another episode of WDRS Talk. And uh, I gave you a full description of uh, my guests on this episode before the show so i'm gonna go straight into the intro please welcome to wdrs talk the djs gaucho and bob magoo hello wolf thanks for having us thank you very much hello usa yeah go 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 so where is everybody right now bob where are you i am in san pedro laguna Oh wow! Yeah. So you're out of town too? Eh, not really. It's actually part of 
Manila already, you know. It, it's the first it's the first uh, city right after Alabang, first Laguna, you know, uh, after oh. Mundelupa. Oh, okay, okay, okay. We, we back in the Wolfgang days, we did all those cities, eh? San Pedro, San Pablo, all the saints. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. They were they were cool. And um and of course the gaucho Jaime Lontok, my very good friend. And uh, I was coming from a a fucking amazing family. So Gaucho, how are you, bro? Where are you? I'm I'm doing good. I'm in uh Matuod in Lian Patangas. Uh not too far from Bob. I'm gonna gate crash your place one time, man. For sure. Let's just uh, get rid of this pandemic first. <laughs> so, what's everyday life for you guys, man? Well, uh, Jaime, the same as uh, probably you. I mean, it's just uh, it's uh, quarantine days and rock and roll. Yeah, I, I teach. I teach online. Oh, what what do you teach? English. Oh, English language. Oh, cool. Yeah. yeah. So All right. that's just stay home. Yeah, it's pretty. Yeah, that's why I came up with this thing, man. I'm so bored. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so okay, but, but, but in this in the states, your lockdowns are not not really strict, right? Yeah. The the so the rules now. Well, here in Orange County. Orange County is a little more lax than LA. LA is really locked down, talaga sila don. Oh really? Um, oh, wow. oh yeah, yeah. Yeah. But um, they're slowly the rules are loosening up. Where outdoor seating for certain restaurants. Oh. Um, I don't know if they have to. I don't know what the rules are with that. But a lot of people are in the outdoors in the parking lot. Yeah. <laughs> So uh, and then, um, but uh, but you always have to wear a mask. Uh, every time I'm out, I'm with a mask. If there's other people around, mm-hmm. it's like um, I wear a mask. But there's a lot of there's a lot of hard asses here, man. It's fucking yeah, people that don't want to follow because of their freedoms are being infringed. I'm like, Jesus. dude. You don't yeah. know what it means to have your freedom infringed upon, buddy. Yeah. Oh yeah. That's just that's just a mask yeah, for your for your here. safety. Yeah. Get a taste of uh, real freedom infringement. Yeah. Yeah, man. Real infringement. I seen you're coming with us. You know, some of this shit like that. You know. That's if you're alive. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, exactly. You get out alive. Yeah. yeah, man. So you know, sometimes you know, when they react that way, it's very comical, and I'm sure a lot of um, a lot of immigrants now that came from societies like that, they're also just like shaking their heads. It's like you know, you sh- yeah, really a mask. <laughs> anyway. Um, so everyone's everyone's safe. Everyone's good. Everyone didn't get infected. So far, so good. Nice. Yeah. Goodness. So far, so good. Knock on wood. <laughs> yeah. But yeah, I mean, as long as you keep, you know, your social distance and you wear a mask, you be smart about it. I mean, you know. 
stay home as much as possible. Yeah. Come here. We haven't left since uh, March. So where do you get all your groceries, your foodstuffs, aside from the ones you grow, uh, of course? We have people who, who deliver. I'll buy. Uh, okay. we, pay, we pay a little fee, but uh, it's minimal. I mean, considering you're not taking any risks. Yeah, and right. Even then, we have a, like a system. You know, we're in uh, this like drop-off point, you know. Everything uh, is, uh, you know, eventually, what do you call this thing, uh, um, disinfected. Yeah, so yeah. Uh, we're pretty good. I think I, I left once. I, I had an emergency, and that's about it. Okay. Yeah. Since March, see, no haircut. But of course, uh, your your listeners can't see that. Yeah. Yeah, but oh, uh, t- talking about uh, Jaime with long hair, dude. I have a fucking story, man. Because <laughs> <laughs> this is not gonna be good. No, 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 it's cool. No, it, it's cool, man. It's not, it's, it's a funny story, man. So I had met you already. I already know Jaime's younger brother because we're um, classmates in high school, grade, since grade school. And um, I was in, I was completing my ROTC in Taft, in La Salle Taft. And then I see Jaime, I see Gaucho on the field sitting down. Indian sit sit with the, the with his platoon and the longest hair. Uh-huh. It's the longest hair. I'm like, whoa. You know what? I don't think I had met you yet because I didn't know who you were. Because if I knew who you were, I would have approached you. It was later on. I was like, you're that dude with the long hair in ROTC. So I was like, why is you, this you guy? You want to know how I did that? Yeah, man. I told the, uh, what do you call him, uh, the battalion uh, officer or commander, or whatever, you know, I mean, uh, the military dude, that um, I was a radio announcer and I was going to be joining this uh, DJ contest abroad representing the Philippines. And uh, the long hair was part of my gig. Yeah, so, oh, is that if that's the case, yeah, you let me get away with it. So. Oh my god, dude. <laughs> yeah, I was like, oh, who's this badass? He's, he has long hair, and we're like, and we're All like, right. oh my god. And then, yeah, and besides, then eventually, besides, I, I must have belonged to the um, you know, the working students, you know, because um, you know, a lot of them, uh, where you know, kind of old, you know, to be doing ROTC and all that. It's just that we hadn't completed it, and so we had to go through. Yeah. That one year, because uh, the, a couple of years before that, you know, the guys were just giving away lanterns and, and they passed their ROTC that way. <laughs> oh yeah. <laughs> oh man. So, so you did one whole year. That time, uh, or just one term? Yeah, that's, that's <clears throat> I think, four, four uh, trimesters uh, that, you know, you got to do it. Damn, dude. That was such a fucking hassle, ROTC. Bob, did you ever do that? No, I joined the football team. Get away from that. <laughs> Even though I don't know how to play. Well, I know how to play soccer a little bit, but not really. So, bangko lang sa San Beda. Bench warmer, man. So it's okay as long as I don't have to do that stupid stuff. Oh, dude, I had to do it. And I borrowed my boots because I was, you know, I didn't want to buy boots. I'm like, 
I'm gonna use this for once a week. Day na to. So I borrowed these boots from that were worn, and then finding oh, the, the nails in the, the in the tahong were were poke, were poking through the, the sole. <laughs> so I'd be marching with fucking nails on my fucking feet, man. And like shit, I hate this shit. So anyway, guys, the reason why I I wanted to interview you guys is because um, as we as I I'll do your intro and as I say in the intro as I said in the intro that um, DJs were a very very um, big part of Filipino life, just like. How I discovered how DJs have been a very um, major part in American life, you know. When there are DJs that you know, like Wolfman Jack and Casey Kasem, you know, these guys are everybody knows who they are. So in the Philippines, when I was, you know, in my experience, it's like we have this. We had the same thing. It's funny that the Philippines and America have parallel. Uh, um, cultures in, in 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 terms of music culture, mm-hmm. it's like when they had their thing in the seventies, the Philippines had its thing in the seventies with yeah. and when and you guys in your in your yeah, era. We were, yeah, we were copycats, man. Yeah, that's actually what it is. You know, yeah, like, little brown brothers, dude. <laughs> so was They're it parallel? Was that way? Hmm. So was it parallel or? Did you? Was it an influence, or was it like sabay talaga, or Americans came first? Look, the Americans came first. Look at it this okay. way: when they had Woodstock, we had Antipolo Rock Festival, right? Right. And so forth and so on. I mean, you know, all the festivals after that, about Langit, blah blah blah. Diba, Jaime? Yep. You know, and, um, uh, as far as um, yeah, most of it is concerned. Yeah, yeah, we, you know, we even got air checks from a radio show. Oh, you're talking. Ah, uh, you're talking about uh, radio announcing. Okay. Radio, radio announcing. Uh, yeah. Events. I mean, everything was pretty much uh, patterned. You know, after what was going on in the states. I mean, it's the same thing with almost anything. You know, let, let's say, you know, fashion. Uh, you know, the, the Philippines really just tends to imitate the Americans. Yeah, but uh, when you when you mention uh, the DJs in the states, Wolf, mm. like uh, Wolfman Jack, Casey Kasem, in in RJ, the ones we were following were not those guys. It's more like we were following Charlie Tuna, you know, the rock, the rock who's, DJs. Who's Charlie, Charlie Tuna? Tuna. He never heard of Charlie Tuna, dude. Yeah, that's why I'm, that's why uh, I'm like, here with uh, you guys, so you can yeah, tell me. <laughs> those are the classic rock station, the the rock stations in the states, the the oh. DJs. And um, Jaime, yeah. do you remember any other ones? Charlie yeah, Tuna. Well, um, the personalities uh, per se, um, not not too much, but I remember um, the format. Um, yeah. K O M E, which was in San Jose. They were called. Uh, the Rock of San Jose. Mm-hmm. And um, I got a chance to listen to them in 1986. And I said, this guy sounds like The Rock of Manila. You know? Um, oh, yeah. Uh-huh. Not that we, we patterned them, but it, it, 
yeah, it was such a, um, you know, it was um, a coincidence that they they used the same thing, rock of San Jose and rock Manila, and, and they had pretty much the same format. You know, they were filled with uh, specials, which is what we did. We, we had the crossroads. We had, you know, um, the uh, eight ten special album of the week. Mm-hmm. You know, the, um, I love uh, those. Bob, Bob knows them all. You know, we we, we, had, we had a heavy metal hour. Yeah, yeah. Oh yeah, I love we, those specials, man. We actually copied. You know, we called ourselves the Rock of Manila because it, it was after the Rock of LA. Okay, so we copied. So a lot of oh. stuff was copied from the states, Valley. But then, how did you? How did? Wh- what was your access to those those American stations? Um, Stewardesses. Yeah, you know, or, episodes. or I remember, this was nice in the seventies, early seventies. Mm-hmm. Uh, Alan Double A, Austria, used to go to the states on a regular basis, maybe every six months or, or or once a year. But when he comes back, he's got all these records, all this yeah. rolling paper yeah. stuff like that, you know. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, in his baggage, man. And so he says, that's pasalubong. <laughs> so, you know, and then, of course, uh, Jaime's right, stewardesses. We we knew a lot of stewardesses. So what records would you... Uh, so the stewardess was, would, would be couriers for albums. Yeah, yeah. and also uh, RJ subscribed to this certain... I forgot already the name of this subscription service. For 45s, because at that time we were playing also 45s, right? Yeah, Not right. just LPs. Uh, for example, the, before Rock of Manila, of course it was what, Boss what, Radio, right? Let's let's put you know, a timeline. What what is what year is this? When, when I first entered, uh, yeah. RJAM was mostly top 40, so that was 1972. Uh, right in martial law, right before martial law, 71, 70. 72, yeah, 72. Then after Martial Law, Boss Radio, then finally Boss Radio became Rock of Manila. Oh, they, so they, they was, switched owners. No, no, the military were the military were the, not the owners. Uh, remember it was confiscated from RJ. Oh, okay. No, I I dude, I was uh, 72, I was a year old, man. So <laughs> I have no yeah. idea. So seven, 72 uh Marcos took over. Our, I mean, you know, uh, so RJ went on exile. Okay. Right. Mm-hmm. So we were left there. We were off the air for around three months. We were one of the first radio stations to come back on the air because we were under the military already. The okay. Ministry of Defense. Ministry uh, of National Defense. Defense. Right. Wow. <laughs> shit. You know, well, you, you can imagine. You know, um, when I applied for for RJ. You know, I had this um, picture <laughs> I remember of that. Uh, rockers, you know, partying out there in the booth and all that. And first thing I see when the elevator opens is a big, bold sign, Ministry of Defense. And I'm like, oh, my God. <laughs> I'm not even sh- sure if I had a joint in my pocket or something. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah because in relay. And the MND, the Ministry of National Defense, were assigned to handle the RJ group of companies, which were all based in JNT building in Santa Mesa, where the tower is. Wow. Right? Okay. Yeah. Uh, 
I was on board when martial law was declared. Oh man, you gotta share oh. that anecdote about in, in UW, man. Go, 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 man. Yeah, go. this is around Dude, this is one, fucking historical shit. Go, man. This is around one o'clock or one twenty-five in the morning. So RJ is the tower, right? Boss Radio was the tower. Below Boss Radio, which is which became RJ FM, was where UW was because UW was bought by RJ from Jody Stewart from the Stewarts of Channel Seven. Okay. Okay. Uncle UW Bob. eventually, yeah, yeah, Uncle Bob, and UW eventually became RJ FM. Mm-hmm. Okay. So before that, it was UW Paren. So UW uh, at the time. So I was on on board. This was around maybe. One o'clock, one thirty, one twenty in the morning. Not sure, but around that time, between one and one thirty in the morning. And there's a glass right on the side side of the booth. You know, we had a glass so you can see outside in the lounge. And I was playing. I still remember the song, "Hill Where the Lord Hides" by Chuck Mangione, right? Oh my god! And, and I was really stoned. So, and then I hear this knock on the glass. Bang! 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 And I looked at my left. There's a soldier there in full battle gear, Potter. Oh my you know? God. And I said, What the? You know, what? WTF? You know, I mean, deep inside, right? I said, I thought, that was, I thought, I, was, the, I, thought I was getting right? busted. Yeah. <laughs> but I, I was wondering, this guy's not a cop. It's a soldier, man. What's this? So, and the, the, the ashtray. It was filled with roaches from the jocks before me. Oh my god! The just before me, so I was really freaked out. So I just signaled to the guy, just a moment, you know, with my hands, like, yeah, just a moment. And then, so he turned around and started looking at the lounge. In the lounge, you know, you had some. There was one hippie who was crashed out, you know. <laughs> uh, so while he was looking the other way, I got the ashtray, dumped it in the trash can, and then kicked the trash can around so everything would go down, right? Yeah. And then I, and the, I remember I looked out. Like he was waking up the guy who was on on the couch, <laughs> and the guy went like this. It's like, who? It's <laughs> 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 like, whoo. It's okay. just one soldier. Yeah, just one guy. One guy. Okay. The others were all, it's, a, it's a tall building. It's eight floors, right? Oh, so so there's a lot said, of offices around. He was the one sent up there. You go up there. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. There was one. No, the other soldiers were all around. And so the guy opens, I opened the door a little bit. Yeah, just around this bit. This big. Uh, yes, I am boss. And he gives, he it doesn't say anything, just gives me a piece of paper. I look at it. Then he says, oh, yeah, he says, uh, and I I looked at the paper. I didn't read it because, you know, my mind was yeah. <laughs> on the ash, on the trash can, right? <laughs> so I just did what he said, right? So I turned off the switches, everything. Then so we were kept in the third floor till seven in the morning on, on the floor of the third floor lobby. On everybody sat down. Yeah, everybody sat down on the floor. Shit. Till seven o'clock in the morning. Well, it was one o'clock. We didn't wait that long. When we got out in the morning in the building, remember JNT, right, Jaime? Yep. Remember JNT? It's all glass around the, the lobby, right? When right. we got out of the building, there was a lot of people around the building, man, just looking in, you know, probably all these employees, man, wondering what's going on. And we just walked out and you know, walked out of the building. 
So RJ remained closed for around, I think, two months, maybe three months. We were the first, one of the first radio stations to open, aside from the government stations, because we were under the go, we were under control of the government. So yeah. the rock station, you know, went on air first, man. So that was oh really cool. God. So wait, so, so wait a minute. So when you went back on air. You were allowed to play anything you wanted, or was it control? Uh, we, we played, no, we didn't get much control, man, except we sort of self censored ourselves. We, we were probably, fe- we were trying to feel our way. Okay, is it okay to play this? You know? No, but, but wait a minute. Wait, sorry, sorry. I'm, I'm like, yeah, but like you have a radio station, so in a dictatorship, that would be very important, right? They would like totally control they didn't, it. So. They didn't really care. <laughs> they didn't yeah. care. You know, that's the funny thing. Yeah. Um, well, you know, despite um, working for, you know, I mean, our bosses were, were all these guys uh, who, who led the coup d'etats. Uh, they were all uh, armed, you know. Uh, despite having them as bosses, um, they pretty much gave uh, the announcers uh, artistic freedom. freedom for as long as the station made money. That was mm-hmm. uh, fine. They knew about... Uh, the rock lifestyle, and in, in some cases, uh, kind of protected mm. the announcers to a certain extent. They knew what was going on upstairs. They knew what was going on, uh, uh, but it 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 was not an issue. You know, they they didn't. As long as we, you know, isn't that fucking amazing? In fact, one time, Wolf, <laughs> I'll tell you a story. Dude, uh, the uh, Colonel Guillem was one one time our colonel, right? He was one because there were a couple of colonels who who handled Roger broadcasting on RJ. Colonel Guillem was he was the head of Metrocom. Remember, you've heard of Metrocom, right? Oh yeah, yeah. It's like the, the cho- Metropolitan Police during martial the, law, man. The, the ones who pick up boys, the ones who cut the hair, the ones who pick up the the guys who break curfew, right? Oh. And but Colonel Guillem. He was, he was a quiet guy. He didn't really care. His son, his son used to hang out in the tower. Oh, and one time we got him really, really stoned, man. <laughs> and his eyes are so red, and he was like dazed and confused, man. You know, dazed and confused. He was like yeah. that in the booth, you know. And then his dad came up, man. Oh. And, and all of us jocks, man, we're Sanaina, you know, when we're stoned. We know how to act straight, man. But his son was so stoned, man. <laughs> I don't know. He probably got sermon by his dad when he went home. Did his, <laughs> did his dad know right away? He's like, oh, putain, sabot. I'm sure they're not. They're not dumb, but they know those things, man. Yeah, 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 yeah. Oh my god. So, um, so how many DJs? Oh, uh, Jaime, what? When did you come in? Uh, what year were were you there? Um, eighty-four. Eighty-four. We, we were um a, a pretty big batch. You remember Baba Balzan? Yeah, Baba, Baba, yeah. Yeah, she was my Alan. Um, Alan, this guy, Sergeant Brock, you know, uh, a few of us because there was this big migration. Um, a, a lot of the old jocks left. Yeah, so, so by the Went time the I stage, got there, yeah. of the um, senior announcers, there was Bob, there was um, Dante, Howling Dave, uh-huh. there was uh, Stony Burke, uh-huh. Mike Namath, and then on yeah. the FM, there was. Uh, the mole, there was uh, the mole, uh, spirit, you know, that you know, was spirit um, still there? Yeah, uh, spirit was uh, there, but he was going to the states. Mike was going to the states already. Mike yeah. left shortly after, we yeah, got there. Um, uh, 
you know, the, uh, let me give you a perspective of uh, Santa Mesa because it, it's noteworthy you know, uh, yeah, to man. say that we were the last of the Santa Mesa boys. Because I think it would have been different in, in Makati, not, not to be judgmental, but no, I like that place. That was awesome. You remember Discovery Wolf? There was this thing along Ramon Magsay's side. Some some red house called Discovery. Uh, we were right across that. Uh huh. So oh, in, in, in Santa Mesa. Yeah. You've yeah. seen it. You've yeah, seen yeah, it, yeah. Both, right? Yeah, the yeah, tower. Yeah. Yeah, yeah I've seen yeah. it. Yeah. The tower from 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 the road. It looks round, no? But then the booth was actually like pretty much like an octagon. There's glass panes all, all over. All over, yeah. And, I... uh, you had a 360-degree view of everything because there weren't too many tall buildings back then. I think we were the highest uh, in the yeah, area. Because, so... Yeah, because JNT is built on a hill, brother. So oh. even though it's just eight floor, or 12 floors, including the tower, it's higher. Pa, right? Yeah. The, the building itself is eight floors and they this big roof deck, which I think uh, would uh, serve as a, a helipad. Uh, uh, during... I, I, I mean, they, they, I don't think they they never use that anymore as a helipad. It, it was yeah, going to be did. intended. Was, they never it was did. Intended to be a yeah. helipad. And the tower was supposed to be like, you know, the tower, uh, you know, to guide oh. them through or whatever. Let me tell you something about JNT building. It was supposed to be the Jacintos. Mm -hmm. Okay. Uh, in fact, in the seventh floor, Jaime, there is uh, our old office. You know, the eighth floor office, right? Yeah. In the seventh the floor, there was an old office when martial law was declared. There's even a, a, a round Roman bath there, but uh, wow. in one of those offices. But. So it, it was actually intended for the Asinto. And Puasom? Jay and Puasom? I don't know. I, that I don't the remember cousins, anymore. Right? Yeah, the, I think they are f far cousins or something like that. <laughs> Everyone's a cousin in Manila. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> so, so from. So martial law ended in 82? 86. Oh, in 86. 86? No, martial yeah. law. Uh, martial law. Uh, yeah, he said he said he stopped martial law, but it was still oh, there. In oh, okay. Oh, okay. It's just, okay. just the term. He just. I'm trying to recall when there was ever a official ending, but I think it ended yeah. when he left. So yeah. Because for as long as he was there, yeah, there uh, no was what he called it. It wow. was martial There was still repression, even though you know they said, "Oh, there's no more martial law," but that's a lot of bull, man. But there was there was no more curfew, or there was still curfew. Uh, no, the curfew. Oh, no more, no more. Seventies, palang I think they listed that. Uh, oh, it, it didn't last. Seventies, uh That's hard. That's hard to control a curfew. You know, <laughs> you're gonna put so many people in in jail for one night. <laughs> Oh, they didn't mind. Yeah, I guess. <laughs> so, what was the um, regarding the the records being flown home? What records? Uh, in any in particular that you like? You gotta get me this man. You gotta get me this album. You know, and or 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 albums that you you you've heard only for the first time because someone brought it 
back. Uh, uh, we, had, we had a lot of those. As a matter of fact, um, in, in FM, in RJFM, uh, there was a feature um, called Off the Record. Mm-hmm. Um, this was basically albums. Uh, these days, you'd call them indie. Back then, nobody else had them but us. And, you know, stuff like Rockpile. For the first time, you know, I mean, they, I, I don't think they ever made a local release of Rockpile. Uh-huh. So uh, the important one, the one we had, was uh, that there, there was a lot of awesome stuff that that never really made mainstream that we used for that special. Um, but aside from that, the record, uh, the recording companies would give us records. Hmm. Um, oh, okay. We we just and, and and like every other station, we would playlist, but uh, the, the the ratio for playlist to um, older songs was a bit more uh, relaxed. Yeah, and uh, the method we chose the songs for the playlist, we'd sit down actually and listen to a whole album. Uh, okay. Take for instance, when I entered '84, um, the Boss came out with "Born in the USA." Uh huh. And while we read up on Billboard and all that, they weren't necessarily the rule. Because if we found something that sounded good and we trusted our ears that much, hmm. you know, we'd play it 15 days, extend it another 15 days. Yeah, I mean, it's necessary even, even if you're an album-oriented rock station. It's necessary to have uh, that direction since you're playing like almost 24 hours and all that if you keep changing you know lagging bago and all that uh, right uh, it will seem really really just a lot yeah so so we did that you saved then, those for the specials yeah exactly you know, the 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 albums and i is right about that the do you know that the record stations, I mean the record station, <laughs> the record companies uh, in the 70s going to the 80s actually released rock albums because of RJ. Or they oh. wouldn't release those rock albums at all. You know, um, for example, yeah, Weya, Dinah, they would consult us. What should they release? What do the rockers like? You know, they would, cons- they would, ask, they would ask us. Uh, and then the ones we get are usually the rock albums. We don't get any of those Michael Jackson. Yeah. You know, I mean, Michael Jackson's okay, but, you know, we don't get the pop stuff. They yeah, always yeah, yeah. give us the rock, the latest yeah. rock albums, and they tell us which will click. They, they, they listen to RJ and see which the listeners request all the time, and that's where they base it on. So they actually used RJ as a gauge wow. for their business, for the rock albums, huh? The, the progressive rock, the hard yeah, rock. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, I mean, home, blah, blah, blah. Black Sabbath. That's why yeah, Black, you saw a lot of local releases of Black Sabbath, Deep Purple. Why? Because of RJ, man. Nobody else played that. Right? Yeah, yeah. Right. I mean, think, I mean, now that you're saying it, now that you're telling me this, is that I remember at that time when I was like, uh, you know, 70s to 80s, I was. Eight, nine, ten, that that age, and I remember, um, like in or like in a department store, SM, they have the 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 record, uh, the records shop in SM, yeah. right, or oh. the record shop in Unimart, 
oh, yeah. and you're going I there. And then, you know, it's like now, like Unimart. I'm doing the same thing now with the vinyl. I'm, 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 you know, I'm going through the crates there in yeah. Unimart and I see Kiss, you know, lick it up. I see, I remember, I remember, uh, I remember it was in, I think, COD, even COD. I, I saw, it's like, lick it up, Kiss. That was the first Kiss record I ever saw. Mm-hmm. And it's like, and that the cover with Gene Simmons and his tongue, and they had no more makeup. And I was like, dude, what the fuck is this tongue? It's so huge, man. It's so long. <laughs> and I, I didn't know who Kiss was. I was too young. No one, no one taught me. And then I remember also seeing somewhere else, uh, Scorpions Blackout. You remember the album cover? Yeah. yeah. That's, that's oh, cool. dude. I was like, I was probably 10, 11 years old. I'm like, oh, wow, look at this. <laughs> you know, I didn't know who the Scorpions were. But it, you know, the album looked so cool. So now that makes sense that it was RJ. The reason why I saw those albums on the on the yeah on the rack, and, was and because uh, of you guys. Yeah, with the albums no, that you didn't, you you know, you never heard of or was not released locally. Um, those are uh, you remember? You should remember RJ was run by a musician. Uh, not, not, I'm not talking, referring to Ramona Sinto. I'm referring to Alan Austria. Oh, Alan okay. Austria. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He had a really good ear, man, for what's going to click, buddy. Wow. What uh, was I mean, his DJ name? Double A. a. Yeah. Double A. Nice. He, he was a guy who ran our... He, he's actually, you know... He's the I, main I man. Okay, the owner of the station is Ramona Sinto. He's the real that, main man. A, that's a fact. Okay, he, he, without him, the radio station would never existed. Wow! But the guy who ran it during the critical time, which was martial law, all the way till the revolution, almost till the revolution, was Alan Austria. Man, he was the guy who gave us freedom to play what we want, play what we thought. You know, uh, of course, well, he was he was one of the riots in RJ yeah. riots. He was the bass player in RJ okay. and the riots. Okay, okay. And, and remember, Bernie, uh, another member of uh, RJ and the Riots, was a DJ called Steel Banana in the early days of Steel Boss Banana. Yeah. yeah. Steel Banana. Steel Banana. Yeah. Bernie. I forgot There's his almost name. like a Steely Dan. Do you, do you remember? Yeah, I know. Ivan, do you remember Bernie's last name? I forgot his last you, name. You know what? Um, not, not the Labrador, huh? Uh, no, no, no. No, Jimmy Labrador was a good top 40 DJ, man. I, he, he was my idol when it came to, you know, talking fast. And okay, okay. Let's talk about back. your idols, both of you guys. Go, Bob. Local, local idols. Any, my local all, idols. All, all, all your idols. Uh, your DJ idols. Uh, um, Jimmy Labrador, number one. And then uh, I like Baby John. Um uh, Ronnie, Ronnie the Asses, and of course Cousin Hoagie for the laid back delivery. Oh, Cousin you know, yeah, the yeah. laid back talk when you're <laughs> DJing, you know, really laid back. It's it was, so laid back, you know. Sometimes yeah. I fall asleep with him, it's like, wow, it's a rap. <laughs> but, but it's like a lullaby, man. Yeah. You know, Cousin Hoagie, instead uh, of making a mistake, he'll just take his sweet time about oh, yeah. and do that he long pause, yeah. yeah. But yes, what, go, one thing, um, yeah. One thing with Hoagie, it's his music that speaks. It's not him, right? Well, it's him, but you know, it's his music that does the ad libs for him. Yeah, you yeah, know? yeah, yeah. Uh, so Hoagie, 
Baby John. Baby John is good. Uh, a lot of people, uh, well, some some fellow DJs misunderstand Baby John, but uh, okay, personal personality wise, maybe maybe that is some problems. But as a DJ, he was really good, and he taught me the one thing that I'll never forget, which is good radio production. Right? Uh -huh. And also Alan Austria, man. Alan Austria is somebody who will lock himself up in the recording room from 12 midnight and he'll come out at 10 o'clock in the morning with several new promos for oh. the station. You know? Everybody would be just waiting outside the recording room when Alan would unlock the door. That's a name bago, a name bago. Oh, shit. So yeah, what, do you mean, you know, what, what do you mean by radio production? How the programs are going the into one another? RJ, you know, you know that. Ah, oh, the promos. Yeah. Okay. What's that, Jaime? Go ahead. It's it's like the in-house advertisements. You know. Yeah. Right, right, right. The rock yeah. and roll machine of DCRJ. Dude, you know, baby, like yeah. baby John made made one promo which was very very simple, but pucha, it lasted eons, pare. This very simple promo. Ikaw ay nakikinig sa Pinoy rock and rhythm. Bang! Wow, so simple, but oh, wow, dude, yeah. You know? man. I remember see Bob was the the first host of uh, you know rock and rhythm. Mm -hmm. Yeah, uh, it, before it, turning it over to to Dante, it, yeah. it was Bob. Oh, first okay. Handled it, you know? Okay, so so wait before we go to that, uh, Jaime. How about you? Who who are your who are your oh, idols? DJs. DJs. Uh, oh, before you wait, wait before you answer that, Bob Magoo. Wait before you answer that. Did you guys get to hear the American DJs? Did they did they like send you cassette tapes of recorded radio from here? No, no, no. I, I only started listening to that when I became an announcer. But before that, um, I'd only listened to two stations, uh, well, three, because there was DZRJ uh, AM and then FM, and uh, I'd listen to RT just like everybody my my age. Yeah. Um, so yeah, si Bob, uh, medyo kahawig ni Hoagie yung style niya by the time I was listening to Bob. Yeah, I mean, oh, yeah, yeah. Laid back already. Slowed uh, down already. Uh, Stony Burke, medyo speedy, authority, you know, uh, you know, that's the beauty about the you know, DZRJ announcers. Um, it was very personality-based. Uh, there was nothing generic about the sound of the announcers. Everybody sounded different. Not like yeah. if you listen to RT, parang isang tunog lang, no? But, uh, of course, 99.5 RT. 99.5 RT. The personality, like uh, Dante David, I mean, he was, he, he, uh, Howling Dave, he might not have had uh, the, the twang, you know? Uh, yeah, yeah. And all that, but, Ibai, Ibai, talagang he he projected himself as a, as a, some a mystical creature. Yeah, yeah. If you want to get trippy, listen to Dante. I, man. I think he, he actually believed he was. <laughs> yeah. Oh my god! Pretty much the way he did on air. Yeah. You want to get high? Listen to Dante, man. Man. <laughs> So I mean, that's what so those are. Listen to the announcers of uh, DZRJ. You know, I mean, I'd, I'd wait up um, listening to um, Bob Sellner on, on FM, wait for him to start slurring and all that. Uh. <laughs> this guy was farting. 
Yeah. yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. So I'd, I'd wait up for that. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Sandler so, so used to booze up a lot, man. Which, uh, we'd we'd uh, we'd have shows till two o'clock in the morning. All get really drunk. Then two o'clock in the morning, we go to his pad, get drunk some more. Eight o'clock in the morning, go home, crash, yeah, go back to the exactly station. You know how how you, how you used to see um, uh, the movie FM or WKRP in Cincinnati. Yeah, yeah I, I I think I can say with confidence that uh, there was not one you know geek or, or maybe we were geeky in our own ways, but uh, there was nobody straight in. Uh, RJ, everybody partied somewhat, somehow. <laughs> yeah. You, know. you mentioned the, the 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 other stations, Jaime. They they sound alike. Yeah. Uh, I, I remember when I when when RJ closed down, right, uh, during the revolution, and every all the DJs start. Yeah, I went to RT. There was one instruction you're supposed to do in RT, man. Everybody has to say the call letters the same. Ninety nine point five RT. It's like, what? Why do we all have to sound the same, man? But you know, we just had to do it. But so it's like, wait a minute, there's no personality. It's like you're all you're all just. I mean, it's a good station. RT was a good station. I mean, you know, yeah, uh, yeah. It was called yeah, contemporary. What do you call it? CHR, right? Contemporary yeah. hit radio. So, but I went through top yeah. forty in the in the Boss Radio days, man. We had our own charts and everything. Actually, the um, yeah, Casey Casey was first aired by DJ. Yeah, in RJ. Yeah, in RJ. I yeah, I, I remember yeah. seeing. I I didn't see the ad itself, but I've seen the ad mm. of uh, like Top the newspaper, 40. like the newspaper ad of of America's Top Forty or the magazine yeah. ad or something. Yeah, Uncle Sam hat, right there. Uncle yeah, Sam. yeah, yeah. Uh huh. And it's a psychedelic poster, man. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> You know. um, yeah, we used to get Casey Kasem. Uh, it used to be uh, sent to us every week, three LPs, uh -huh. three LPs, and then that's the whole show. So, you know, uh, a DJ was assigned to spin those records for the uh -huh. that show. Sometimes I'd be the one. So it's just a, a record. You just let it go. Then there's gaps where you put in the commercials. So so um so the so the playlist how would that go I mean like Kaimi said you have to have some some sort of repetition right so at least there's oh there's that song again you know we didn't I, have a I, playlist oh you didn't oh you really you in RJ in the, la in the latter part uh -huh. no we'd have we'd have records of course on the racks which we all chose as a group okay that's our song. Now we could play any cut we like because we're an album-oriented radio. Right. Uh, some guys would like to play the hits. Some guys would play like to play the unknown cuts. Yeah. Uh, the deep cuts. I met during uh, during during the eighties. I, I suppose you guys did that uh, when we came in because you know you you had a control of someone. Hmm. Control. <laughs> yeah. yeah we, the, we we did have a playlist because we were all young. You know, I, I was seventeen when I yeah. when I entered uh, DZRJ, and so I could uh, understand uh, that they weren't too confident that you know we'd we'd carry on and just do the right thing. So they had to yeah. set certain guidelines, which was a playlist which wasn't half bad at all because we you know, we had yeah you know, I remember 
even if Stevie Ray Vaughan came out uh, with his album Texas Flood in 83, we got it in 84. And so, oh my wow, God. first time I, I hear this guy, I'm like, holy crap, this guy is awesome. But Jaime, Jaime, I remember the time you guys came in, Rolly Grande was there, right? Yeah, yeah. He, he yeah. tried, you know, and, and, and he know, tried to control. Yeah, he tried to control. That was a small price to pay, you know. You know what I mean for us? I mean, I would have, yeah, I was making 300 bucks a month, <laughs> uh, but I, I would have actually paid them to, to work there. It was wow. a dream come true for a 17 year old rocker, you know, to work in the station. You know, I, I was, I, I, I dreamt of. <laughs> yeah, yeah, to work in a rock station, man. I mean, that's why, that's why I started my own thing because I was like, Man, I wanna I wanna work as a DJ like in Manila, but you know they're not gonna hire me, so I'll make my own. You know, I'm 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 a frustrated DJ. <laughs> there's there's this uh, somebody messaged me Jaime on Messenger about somebody planning to put up a rock station. It's gonna lease it. Uh, I was asking the guy what's the name of the person. He didn't know. I don't know how true yeah, that. That's hard to believe. Yeah, you know, every, everybody just wants to make money. You know? Yeah, and, man. Um, Probably be another rock, uh, Not here. rock, rock station. So, 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 uh, no, um, so what? What records would? What were your? Um, what were your go-to records? I mean, what? Uh, what would be? Such a huge library. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, aside from the, the records in the booth, which were easily three to five thousand records, you know, at our disposal, there was a library right beside the booth, which had about ten to twenty thousand records. So um, you couldn't do that. You couldn't have a go-to. Um, of course, you, you know, I mean, everybody went to Led Zepp. You know, everyone went to Neil Young, yeah. CSN. I mean, these were stones. You. You wouldn't go a day listening to DZRJ without hearing the Stones, without hearing CSN, without hearing Chicago, Doobie wow. Brothers. Damn. Yeah, I mean, it was always but, present. But you we should remember... Uh, with other rock stations. I mean, yeah. The presence of those really, really super bands. I mean, old as uh, they were. I mean, even, this, even today, you play them, it sounds wonderful to hear them. Oh, yeah. Another thing, Wolf, is that uh, a lot of the DJs brought their own stuff too. Okay, so wow. they were allowed to play their own records. Nice. So a lot of DJs brought in their own stuff. You know, it's not just strictly you cannot play something. Okay, okay. So, so now you said that. So, what would you bring in? What would you guys bring in from your own? Like, ah, these guys don't know. I am the only one with this record or whatever. I don't know. Um, I, mean, I don't say we had lockers also. Yeah. And you not just their records, but the young records that they were locked. Oh, they were locked. They were locked. Oh, man. I remember when, when, when RJ closed the, I mean, the rock, you know, they closed, they closed the format of Rock of Manila, man. So all the DJs started leaving, right? I, I, didn't, I didn't do this, but I know some DJs took records with them, man. I, I remember behind me, I saw the Rockpile record somewhere else in somebody's house, man. 
okay i was happy I'm, wow it's a good thing you brought it out man food it's just gonna rot there man yeah yeah okay. but you know what so what, I, what broke my hmm. heart was that a lot of the original pinoy rock recordings got left mm. behind now according to rj he uh, from what i heard them. yeah the, he remastered them but until now i don't see them being played oh because, wow well, of course you know he, he doesn't uh, i don't know no comment yeah, yeah, no yeah, comment yeah. <laughs> we, we didn't have uh, hey excuse me you guys I, i'll just of, heat my uh, coffee i'm just gonna nuke my coffee okay yeah we we, we didn't have records on irma or you know petrified anthem we had them on uh carts cartridges you know eight track eight track yeah uh, so they have they have recordings um we had like a tie-up with with uh the studio and uh, we actually had sponsors also and all that. So we, uh, it was a full part of the support Pinoy rock movement. Right. What was uh, the studio we were tied up with where all the, um, you know, artists would, you know, that couldn't really afford, you know, we would help them out. And, and, uh, um, in the early 70s, the studio we were using was Joey Puyat's studio in... Uh, in in Capo, pare, the oh, Joey Puyat had a studio. You know Joey Puyat, right? Wolf? Of course. Who doesn't know? Yeah, yeah I know him. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah he, he, Shamber Joey had his own studio. The the technician pa was Boy Tankintik. So we Boy had free recording there. Boy Tankintik, he died already. Um, we had uh, free recording there, and then the next one was in. Uh, Green Hill Sound Studios. Oh, Green Hill Sound, yeah. yeah. That's yeah. where the boys recorded Takulan. Uh, Pastilan recorded their song. Uh, so sina, that, sina Aunt Irma and uh, Petrified Aunt. Uh, uh, Petrified did theirs in Cinema Audio. They paid for that cinema themselves. Audio, uh, yeah. uh, uh, cinema Audio? Ba? Uh, I think Cinema Audio. What, what's the other... Yeah, I think it was Cinema Audio. And then... You've heard them, huh? You've heard them, you know, Petrified them. I know, I, know, I know the names. Petrified and Anthem? Heard, yeah, I've heard... I know, yeah, he. Uh, the guy just passed away, right? Walter Worth. Yeah, Walter Worth. Yeah. yeah. I got to see... I got to see those guys when they were, like, in Mexicali Blues Band already. You know, uh, that was... Because that's their, that's their tropa, right? that, that That group of musicians. So that's when I if saw. If you listen to to the stuff they made, uh, mid seventies, early seventies, and all that, um, yeah, yeah, they were ahead of their time. Yeah, and young standards, I'm sure you'll agree. Give it a check. Is it? Are they on YouTube? Their songs? I think so. I think. Yeah. Uh, what? Petrified. Oh, oh. Yeah, Petrified Anthem. Yeah, yeah, oh. yeah. I love, I love the band name. It's so cool, man. Petrified yeah. Anthem. Uh, you listen to the song "Drinking Wine." Oh, drinking wine. Awesome. Yeah. I was telling, I was telling Jaime that 
I I already saw those musicians play when it was Mexicali blues band. Yeah, that's, yeah. What, that's Walter, how I know Walter. Joey Puyat and Walter Worth. That's how I know yeah. of them because of that that uh, that band. Yeah, but, that was so, it, the, 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 that band was pretty cool. Yeah, but Walter was really. I mean, when you watch Petrified Anthem, grabe talaga. Galing yeah. yun. I mean, if you're looking for a Philippine version of Almond Brothers band, Union band. Oh, wow. Yeah. Because his Did influence have... was uh, Atlanta Rhythm Section, Almon Brothers. Those are more of his influences. So, did he play slide guitar? Yeah. Oh, wow. You should, wow. You should have heard their Statesboro Blues. Uh, oh, yeah. There was this time, there was this uh, time, the 70s, right when Marshall Lowe's declared, right after Marshall Lowe's declared, there was this uh, movie premiere in Rizal Theater, Makati. Uh-huh. And uh, Mad Dogs and Englishman, Joe Cocker, right? Right. So be- before the movie, there's two bands that played Red Fox. You know, Dennis Garcia. Yeah. And Rene Garcia and Red Fox before they. Yeah. Oh yeah, Hot yeah. Dog. Before Hot Dog, yeah. And they used to play a lot of Grand Funk, you know, and then wow. Petrified Anthem. So, <laughs> yeah, Hot Dog uh, had their their you know Rizal Theater. The the movie screen is long, right? Yeah. So Hot Dog had their 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 instruments set up on the right side and petrified on the left side. Oh. So, uh, I mean, Red Fox, pala. Red Fox, or galeng, no? Siyempre, uh, typical Grand Funk Railroad. But when Almond Brothers came on, by puta, their first song was Statesboro Blues. Puta, it freaked me out, man. I said, fuck. I never thought a, a local band would play this, man. You know? Oh, that's the first time you saw them? Yeah. No, the first time I heard Statesboro Blues played by a local band. But oh, I know okay. Petrified okay. Anthem because I know Walter because he lives in Bel Air. Okay. And I, and I used to live in San Miguel Village, which is neighbors, right? right? Yeah, neighbors. Yeah. And, yeah. and Petrified it's used to invite me. I mean, Walter. Separated by a fence. Me. Yeah. Walter used to invite me to his house a lot, you know, to listen to. He, he had this four track recorder. That's where they recorded most of their songs. Wow. Walter was uh, like a techie guy. Okay. So he was like, he must have uh, moved to San Juan sometime later on. Uh, later on, yeah. Until yeah. before I moved to Batanga, I'd see him walking along Wilson. I'd see him uh-huh. walking Pigibala. Yeah, know. after Bel Air, naglipat na siya. And then, because uh, his brother died also, remember the drummer of Petrified Anthem, Bobby? Yeah. Bobby died of a heart attack. So he took care of Bobby when he was, uh, you know, uh, he couldn't walk or whatever, right? Uh, oh, there were, there were brothers in that band. Oh, yeah. Jo- uh, John, Walter, and Bob. And then he, Alan Tapan. Is he related to them? No, he's just a very good, he's just a very good, very good friend to Walter. Are, 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 are they American? Walter Worth? Yeah. Yeah. Oh, American. Okay. Yeah. Like American, Father American? Moved. Yeah. Pure Americans. They they moved there when they were kids. Father okay. had a business here. In fact, ang ganda ng rehearsal place nila, pare. They invited me to to watch them rehearse. You uh-huh. remember, you know Meralco in Sukat, right? In South Superhighway? Meralco? The Meralco fact, you know. Meralco. Uh, I can't picture Elect- it right the, now. The electric <laughs> company. You know that, Jaime, right? <laughs> So I it's wait. It's wait. No, the the, <laughs> the 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 one with the pipes, man. You know where they make the electricity. The pipes. So the yeah, the near pipes. there, there's like a bunker. 
like a warehouse bunker. But all their in, in, nobody uses it. That's where they practice, man. All their instruments were there. Oh, really okay. nice place, man. I mean, it's isolated. It's in the middle of a field, like a bunker, but. Yeah, but there's no such thing anymore there over there in BF, man. It's all uh, no more, no more. <laughs> uh, but the Meralco, Meralco thing is still there. Oh, the building itself. Uh, the, although the, the field, I mean, the, thing. the field, where, yeah, the field where the bunker was is not there anymore. Uh, it's yeah. some building already. Some yeah, it's all filled up yeah. already there. How so? Um, I remember Jaime. <laughs> he mentioned this before, you know, back back in the day, the nineties, that he he would have. Like if he if he either want needed to you know do a number two or number one or he wanted to smoke a joint up or a cigarette up in the tower, he put on like a really long song. So what are those long songs that you guys did when you needed uh, well, to take a for, for a Yossi break or, two, or a, uh, what, what again 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 minute uh, door songs, you know. Um, I was just making Quento Bob the other day because he, he made a post about playing uh, Edgar Winter's uh, Tobacco Road. Tobacco Road. That was a really long song. It was the whole side of uh, the FP. I actually played it once and ran down uh, so elevator. Ran down all the way uh, to to outside the building, uh, traversed towards uh, Bimapa. It was a tindahan uh, on the sidewalk. Scored myself a lapad, run back up the stairs and to the booth, and had a couple of minutes to spare. Yeah, so so uh, we had a lot of those songs. If it was a, a doobie, you could go the doors, the end, or when the music's over, which are about ten minutes. It's good enough time for doobie. Um, yeah. You run down, yeah. For the doobies, you run down four floors, go to the rooftop. Yeah. You want to take a crap, uh, play Jet Rotals. Uh, what's that? Take us a brick. Take a dump. Because you have to go down four floors, right? Take a dump and oh. then go back up. Uh, there, was time oh. we, there was a time ahead, we could smoke, smoke in the booth, but uh, you know, we had to be careful after a certain some some years there were some years we it was really free in the booth you know i mean you know you go up the tower you'll know from the eighth floor and along you can smell the grass already you know going up <laughs> four floors you can smell the dope already so oh, we yeah. were careful about bob magoo and all that because we didn't we didn't know what, what to expect when we first got there so we'd be smoking at night yeah uh-huh. we'd, be, we'd be doing that in the booth. and uh apparently um yeah, we're all the same. <laughs> yeah. So did he bust you or what? Who, me? No, no, no. no, no, no. Did, no, did Bob bust story. you guys? It's Whoa. like, oh, he's like, oh, Don't Bogart, come on. I like that. Military yung mga boss namin. There was one time um, when I got up the, the spiral staircase, that, that's what led to the AN booth, right? Uh-huh. I was met by this uh, groupie who had been there the last three days. Yeah, I mean, uh-huh. he was partying heavily. And then he said, he says, uh, this is uh, Sergeant so-and-so and all that. Um, I showed him where we throw, throw the mga buto. 
you know, there was like one corner that was that was uh, you know, cluttered like anything, and we just throw, you know, roaches, seeds, <laughs> you know, there. I showed him, and I'm like, ah, oh, but butcher. I wanted to wring this guy's neck. You know, I mean, what the hell? But apparently, the guy was uh, uh, he was actually trying to find find out why the uh, one of the glass panes was cracked. Oh, uh, yeah. It, so he didn't mind too much the seeds and all that, but yeah. wow. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I showed him where we throw the seeds. I'm like, ah, oh, okay. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> not knowing what to do, right? But, yeah. But that's not what he was after. Yeah. Oh, you reminded I remember I remember that, yeah. Uh Dante probably he had one of his tantrums. Uh so you go up the booth, it's the glass, right? It's really thick glass, man. It's like this thick. This two 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 glass yeah, for soundproofing. Yeah. yeah. I don't know how Dante cracked it, man. Uh, not with his head, but it is possible, but I think you fell. I, I, or, I think you fell. Or he right? kicked it, it or something. <laughs> Anyways, uh, he got suspended for that oh, for a wow. couple of months. Yeah. Damn. He was probably too stoned that broke the glass, man. <laughs> <laughs> so, was there ever a time that uh, you had to play a long record, but you didn't make it back up <laughs> in time? No, no, the problem is when you play a long record and then it skips, but. Or if you've left before checking on the speed. We'd often play 33, 45, you know, so you yeah. have to switch that uh, lever you know, every now and then. And if, if you did that, you know, play the record and run down without yeah. checking, uh, <laughs> that could be a problem. And you remember... Uh, and you should remember, uh, Wolf. In those days, there's not it's no it's not push button the turntables, right? So the speed yeah, yeah. it's like a gear body, thirty three, uh, forty five, oh, seventy eight. Right, right. Yeah, it's right. like yeah. Pero mas queuing yan one fourth lang, one fourth lang pasok na. Bilis Sparta turntables yan. Yung mga yeah. plato na tatanggal, ito sina, uh. sina Bob. Yan yung baptism <laughs> of fire namin. While you're there looking one side, looking for the next record and all that, pagbalik mo, wala ka na, wala ka na turntable. We, we, when we had new new jocks like sila Jaime, ganun, si, ano, si... So, kunyari, they're on board, right? So, they got two turntables, right? No gaps, right? Yeah. And when they're not looking, we take out one turntable, man. They're left with one turntable. Now try having no gaps without with just one turntable. Here oh. That'll show how good you are, pa. Wait, so wait. Pa. So how do you do that? You have to spill while just, you're you're while you're you're, yeah, while you're spiel putting another while record. You're putting another record in, man. And then you're aiming yeah, pa, on the on the you're aiming on the line. Yeah, I'm going to get really good at that. Yeah, uh, remember you're not, you're not you're not on video, so you know you can you can look like this, you know, right, while talking, right. right? Yeah. So if oh, you can do that, yeah, pasado ka na, rock jack ka na. 
Oh my god. <laughs> yeah, Jaime, baptism, so, baptism of fire. So Jaime, did you did you pass right away or or did it take a, no, a while? No, si Bob may extra steps sa akin eh. Dinala pa ako sa Sampalo. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> para <may> score. <laughs> <laughs> oh. There was a compound in Sampaloc where Bob had uh, some of his old friends and all that, and we just drank our heads off. Oh, yeah, he, yeah, he yeah. left me there. He took a cab and <laughs> he just left me there. But uh, after that, I was okay in his book. <laughs> oh, my God. So there's the hazing period, pala. <laughs> well, yeah. yeah. How, about, how, about you, how about you, Bob? Did you get tased when you were new? Yeah, yeah. Um, then there's one thing. There's a ritual we had, wherein uh, it's in it's held in the the vacation house of the Jacintos in the where the transmitter is. There's like a nipa nipa hut with a swimming pool. Mm-hmm. You get dunked in a swimming pool. You know you're drinking a beer. Everybody's enjoying. You're new, right? You're yeah. a new duck, right? Oh yeah. 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 All of a sudden, Paris, you just feel yourself lift off from from the air like that. And you see four guys carrying you, pare. What the fuck? You know, that they, they throw you into the pool, pare. Uh, we did that, yeah. And you're in? You're in with the bottle of beer and everything. <laughs> with the bottle of beer. You go home all wet. Oh, man. That's the final baptism, man. In the old days, but in in as we went on, it became the turntable stuff. <laughs> yeah. So what was what would be, I mean, aside from seeing that 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 fucking soldier, what would be the wildest experience inside the booth? Ah, or, or, and then and ah. then and then augment that with what would be like the weirdest like request that you would hear on the phone? I don't remember the weirdest request. Jaime, do you remember uh, the request? You know, uh, they took out the phone. From uh, from the booth, uh-huh. yeah. But um, every now and then, yeah, somebody would come up. And once uh, there was this, uh, this uh, lady who came up, and, and she was scary looker, you know. And she goes up, "What am I play on? Feel like making love?" And I was like, "Yeah." <laughs> uh, of course, I, I didn't deny her her, her request. No. Yeah. Uh, good song, no man. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, pero kakatakot. Baka <laughs> ma-rape ka. <laughs> no, but uh, yeah. In the 70s, Jaime, you missed this. We had a lot of groupies, man. Uh, from IS, International School. Oh, my God. Uh, a lot of Americans used to go to the station, American girls. Dami. Uh, so it, it, being a DJ at the time in the 70s was like being a rock star also, no? Yeah. Uh, I mean, the closest thing we'd get to being a rock star. So, you know, we had a lot of groupies from IS, you know. And, uh, yeah, a lot of, lot of nice... Diba nice... yung gumawa ng ano, yung Dutch Life? Yeah, yeah, there was some promos that we had them do also. You know. Yeah, Wine Liners. Uh, yeah, Wine Liners. DJ makes you feel glad all over. Yeah, DCR, America. DCRJ makes you feel glad all over. Yeah. With, a real, with a real American accent. Yeah, yeah, the real yeah. one. So if you don't want to talk, because we, 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 we didn't talk too much, really, in, in DCRJ. 
there's more music let's talk yeah yeah you put uh-huh. in a filler yeah like over bed yeah yeah from song to song you put in that voice yeah. and then the next song right? oh, okay so how how many songs until you would like say something three four yeah then you talk about the past the past songs maybe the past do, songs. Get some info on the songs right? yeah yeah not just that, you know not just title artists that's it yeah those uh we had um the uh, rock encyclopedia handy you know so yeah that's that's Because another I mean, we were 17 you know, and all that mm-hmm. we, we we we're not as well versed as uh our senior counterparts you know so we had to learn you had to know what you were talking about then. yeah were there were there any people who would call and complain it's like bola bola ka naman dyan. <laughs> no, you know what? Well, the about the well, listeners well, of uh, DZRJ, uh-huh. they were so loyal. There was, uh, yeah, there, there, yeah. Some of them actually pulled out the dial uh, from their transistors, left it already in 810. Yeah. Wow. That on the day, nagibayong format, adami na siya ulo. It was really bad. Wow. Because that's like abrupt, right? They, you, there's no warning. They yeah, just change. Yeah. And, and and for for these people, they didn't know any other life but uh, you know the rock life, which DZRJ was uh, in the heart of it all. Yeah, it was the soundtrack of their life, man. Right. I mean, right. Because because uh, with 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 the the music came in the lifestyle. Yeah. Yeah, you know, the concerts, the yeah. You know, Everything. everything everything yeah rock yeah it was uh, pretty much the concerts are really nice wolf you should have experienced those concerts at the rooftop they were really good oh you had concerts in the rooftop yeah this is in the early 70s because later on they they uh, uh they didn't do it anymore uh, and you know because it was also kind of dangerous when some people get stoned you know it, oh, you can yeah. easily fall off on the side the railings are not that high they're just until here you know so the, the people started getting worried that you know some jerk might just flip out and fall over so but yeah i i i saw barbara zon there the titino band uh, <laughs> i love that name titino band yeah 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 i know yeah yeah Bob Rasson, I remember. You've heard of Bob Rasson, right? Oh, yeah. 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 So he's still, I know, we used to call him Jesus Christ. Because his hair is really long, and then he had his beard. This uh, is this is the the uh, Bo Rasson, right? Or Bob? Yeah, yeah, Bo yeah, Rasson. Bo Rasson, yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, so he was already, he was, was he playing percussion at already? At no, the guitar, siya. Guitar, ah, siya. okay. Oh. Okay. Bob, ikwento mo kay Wolf yung interview mo, kay ano yung sa Can Heat. Oh, Can Heat? Yeah, when yeah. Bob Hyde came over. Grabe yan. Oh, who's, uh, who's, who's Bob, the singer? Yeah, the the big guy, the one big who guy. passed away already, Bob Hyde. So, uh, Can Heat performed here, right? Uh, when? When was this? Kailan ba yun, Jaime? Nine, 1970-something eh. Um, 1970-something. Uh, let's keep it at 70-something. Na lang. Uh, oh, 79, <laughs> I think. 
Yeah, hazy days. So, uh, so Canned Heat was going to perform here. So we were uh, invited to go to Sheraton Hotel to interview uh-huh. the band. Uh-huh. So me, Little Rock, uh, Howlin' Dave, and I think Bobby Mayuga, the unicorn, went along. So, ah, no, 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 this one guy uh, who owned the car, because we used this car. So we went to Sheraton. We got to the room. Put it smelled of Lakitan already, man. Amoy damo na, no? I mean, Sheraton Hotel yan, ha? Yeah. So, wow, amoy damo. Yung pala si Wancho nandun. <laughs> tulak ng bayan. Put it. <laughs> tulak ng bayan. Push him in. Wancho nandun na. Nag-roll yun ng mga joints. Eh, Bob Hyde. Just, put it, like cigarettes, man. Put it, smoking like shit. And then, so we were, I, I met Bob Hyde. I met Fito De La Para, the drummer. Yeah. I met Henry Vestine. He passed was, was, was this the same lineup from Woodstock? Yeah, the original the original lineup. Except for, remember, the guy died, the original one who sang Going Up to the Country. He died already. Oh, Six, okay. 60s, right? Okay, Overdose I didn't rapper. know that. Okay. So the, the original lineup was still there, except for that one guy who died. Uh-huh. Henry Vestine, Fito De La Para, Bob Hyde. And they're very quiet. They're not rowdy. Yeah. Maybe they were just, you know, wondering who this guy, this brown people, these Filipinos are really weird, you know? I mean, uh, but they, I mean, they're weirder than us. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so yeah. in the room, it really smelled like grass, man. I was wondering why we never got, you know. Anyways, after uh, talking to Bob Hyde, and another thing about Bob Hyde, huh? he doesn't drink water, man. He was just what? drinking Pepsi's, pare. Holy That's why he's so huge, pare, huge guy. Yeah. That's all sugar. Yeah, he's <laughs> always drinking Pepsi on Pepsi, Pepsi. So oh, anyways, man. so an idea came along. Said, why don't we bring him to the station? So we invited him to the station. Then it's a known fact that Bob Hyde, wherever he goes, when he goes on concert tours around the world, can't he? He brings along his blues records with him. Okay. Okay. So exacto. I said, yeah, sure. Pucha, he had his records already. We said, wow, cool, man. He's got his own records. Wow. Okay. So we brought him to the station. On the way to the station, he was looking. We were going down Nagtahan Bridge. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. We, then we went to the side street, going to Ramon Magsaysay Boulevard. In the side street, you can see all the all the squatter shacks, right? Right. And Bob Hyde says, now this is my part of town. Wow. And uh, he felt more at home. Right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. My part of town. Yeah. So we went to the station. You know, the spiral staircase in Santa Mesa is narrow. Padre. Okay. He had to breathe in really hard to fit through the narrow, the, wow. the spiral staircase going to the booth. Yeah. Because he wouldn't fit, but he's huge. Yeah. So he got to playing his records. You know, the only thing I regret about that night is we did not have a camera, but we couldn't take a picture. Oh. There's nothing to record it. Did he speak? Uh, did he? Did he? Yeah, play? he, he ad libbed also, man. Oh, we let nice. Him, he was a DJ, but we let him do everything. Oh my god! Yeah. We just turned the switches on for him, but. Wow. So what did he, what did he play? So do you all remember blues, what? All blues, man. All blues. Yeah, and all 
classic blues records. Like Muddy Waters and all of that. Uh, I don't Wolf. remember anymore, yeah. but he has his own stack of blues records that he brings, brings along with him. Remember, right. Candid is a blues band. Right? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah I remember that. I remember because in uh, they're not in the original Woodstock movie, right? They are, they are. Oh, they, they are. are. Not not yeah. in the original movie, but in the what do you call that? The remake or well, yeah, the remake, re-edited, yeah. re-edited one. The director's they're, they're cut. There. Yeah. They're there, yeah. Yeah, and then yeah, the bassist man, he's just head banging. He's like, <laughs> it's like open the head bang na pala since nineteen sixty nine, you know, because oh. the way he was head banging. I mean, he was probably, I mean, you know, stoned out of his brain, but you know. It was cool. It's like okay, they're playing blues, but these guys are playing it like really, really, you know, boogie yeah. blues. Yeah, yeah. boogie yeah. blues. Eh? Yeah. And then there was Parang one. Wala, wala sa ituro yung bosses nga ano. Wala, wala talaga. You think it's Kermit the Frog, you know? <laughs> yeah. And the reason why can't he played here? Yeah. The reason why can't he played here is because they played in the basses. So uh, Nilo, Nilo Santos, the, the ex-husband of Sampaguita, uh-huh. knew that they were in Clark and Subic. They are going to play there. So he, he was able to grab them for one night. Oh, Araneta. Yeah. Araneta. How, yeah. how, how was it? Because uh, it was on the, on the fly, right? No, what happened there was the day before was the stampede in Rizal Memorial Coliseum where four kids died. The stampede of the Pinoy Rock concert. Oh, is this the one the stage collapsed or Yeah, something? the stage collapsed and then the stampede happened. Four kids died, right? Oh, my God. So everybody was freaked out about rock concerts. So oh. just, but there were relatively a lot of people, but not that much. Sayang Galing, galing So wait, now I'm intrigued. So that thing in Rizal Coliseum, what happened? I, I, the, I know uh, Juan de la Cruz was on stage. No, I was there. Uh-huh. Uh, it, it was on a Longapo band. Uh, I don't know if it was split ends. Um, because we were up in the, in the football field. There's a booth there for the press, right? Okay. Uh, we were in there with Joey Smith. Everybody, all the artists were there. And then we were watching. The band was playing. So we could see is from- it full? Is it full of people? or? Oh, yeah. There were a lot of people, man. Yeah. And then all of a sudden the stage started because there were a lot of hangers on around this on top of the stage, man. Okay, yeah. The security was lax, buddy. Yeah. So the stage couldn't take it, and then the the, the thing just slowly just went chuk, 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 boom. And then that was it, right? So kids started freaking out. I guess then what happened in the gate, I didn't I don't know about till the next day because we split. Uh-huh. I mean it happened in the gate on the side of the of the of the football field. Yeah, probably. But why did they, why did they run? I mean, because... I don't know. I don't know. I don't remember the story anymore. It's, it's wow. somewhere in the newspaper. Probably if you Google it, man, maybe the story's still there. Wow. Uh, so that was yeah. like a, a like a sort of a festival kind of thing, multi bands. Yeah, a lot of bands. The usual concerts. One day, not festival. One okay. day. Yeah. One day, yeah. Parang wow. new moon. Parang new moon concerts. Ganyan. So what were those new moon concerts? I, I, when I no, interviewed... That's different. Uh, Nilo Santos. Yeah. yeah. 
Milo Santos concerts. And uh, that, new. that would be every month or every year? Uh, hi, ma'am. Every six I'm, months. I'm not too sure, man. Yeah. Uh, around, I don't know how many New Moon concerts there were. Maybe four. Uh-huh. It didn't last, didn't last also. And um, so I, before we go, uh, how did you get your names? Mm. Uh, uh, Bob, you go ahead. Huh? Yeah, go ahead. Uh, okay. Bob Magoo. My original name on the radio was Pink Tomato because those are the psychedelic days, right? Uh, Pink Tomato and weird, right? Anyways, uh, because they wanted me to get a name right away, think of a name, you know, when I was in UW. So everybody had weird names that time. So Herman Smack, you know, uh, Walking <laughs> Wayne. Herman yeah. Smack. Yeah. So I chose Pink Tomato. So every hippie day's acid day. And yeah. then uh, when I got to RJ, then Top 40, Alan Austria said, uh, change your name because, you know, it's Top 40. It's not. A, a really rock thing. I mean, it is rock, but uh, more like more a bigger, wider audience scope, right? Mainstream. Uh, yeah. First thing that came into my mind was the cartoon, Mr. Magoo. Mr. Magoo. And then I was thinking Magoo, Bob Magoo. It sounded weird at first. I didn't. I actually didn't like it at first, but it sank in after a while, and I started to like it. That's it. Bob Magoo. Yeah. yeah, it's 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 yeah. cool, man. It's a cool yeah. name, right? Bob Magoo. Yeah. <laughs> now people just go, oh, Magoo. Magoo. Si Magoo. Si Magoo. Magoogulo na naman. Magoo lang. And you, Jaime. Did you have... Big Jim, I, was, I was Big Jim. Yeah, Big Jim uh, and RJ. The yeah. show I changed uh, when I moved to, to Pop. I didn't want. I didn't want my rock uh, listeners to know it was me. You know, oh my obviously, God. I, I chose that. You know, because uh, I'm such a Steely Dan fan. Right. You know. Um, but that's another story. The the gaucho thing, because you know, people actually had a hard time pronouncing it. Uh huh. Hindi yung dila. I don't. I don't guard show. Silly dance. Silly who? Silly. It was an entirely different world. But Bob, Big Jim, uh, I got. Para para si Bob din. Yeah. Remember we had GI Joes and stuff. There was a a new. You know, they had Big Jim, Big Josh, Big. Uh, you know, these were the first. Um, you know, dolls that the muscles actually moved up when you. you Bend the arm. Oh right, yeah, 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 yeah. So, <laughs> so and then plus I'm high man, so so Jim naturally just fit in. Yeah, so big Jim. I never knew that man. So you know, because I remember, uh, were you in eighty-eight point three? No, that's no. I I was eighty-nine point nine. RK ninety-six. Uh, RK ninety-six. Shuttled uh, from. Uh, Working for Ramon Asinto to RK96 and then back to RJ and then back to RK96 before I finally got pirated by a pop station. And, uh, well, it, 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 it seemed like big money back then. I was just like, wow, yeah, I'm doing that. Yeah. No, I think that I think that's when I first heard you and your your name in that station, whatever that station was. As Gaucho, na. As Gaucho, yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah I think yeah. that that mainstream station, do you remember what it was? 
89.9 Magic. Yeah, there you go. 89.9 Magic. It was the it was the biggest station at that time. And that's when I first heard the Gaucho. And then right. it's like, oh, you're the Gaucho. <laughs> I remember it's like I was kind of starstruck when I first met my Jaime. I was like, you're the Gaucho? Oh man, you're that I used to listen to you all the time, man. <laughs> yeah, it's it's fun. It's fun. We, we were in Boracay together once. Yeah, yeah. Um, oh dude. And and uh, we we partnered up with a folk singer uh, who, who who was uh, originally from the Hobbit House, and and we just partied oh, out who? with this guy, right? Who? Which uh, folk singer is that? One of the, but he was good. Yeah, but he, I don't I don't seem to remember his name. But but yeah, we had a good time then. Yeah, I passed out. Remember? Yeah. <laughs> It's like this is the best night of my life. Pass out. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god. So um so man, so are you you guys are retired now, no? I don't work at any radio station. When, when was the last time you guys worked at at um, as a as a DJ? Ako not the Maybe, maybe uh, about eight years ago, or something. Yeah, because like that. I yeah, when when uh, locomotive, we even guested on your show, right? Or was it Three Headed Dog? Yeah, the you are you you are you are yeah. Ah, underground radio. Underground radio. Yeah. Yeah. I've yeah, been, that was. I've been. Uh, uh, I've been doing voice voice projects um, for for a couple of years. I was. Um, the continuity uh, announcer for Fox Sports, mm. and uh, I still do ads. I still do, I still do uh, um, audio visuals and all that. It, it's, uh, it's. I have a lot of fun doing those things. Nice, almost and as you... much fun as uh, playing rock. Yeah, you know, because you know, rock. You play. You know, it's part of life, right? You know, yeah, it, it just goes on. But, but but being able to to do my craft as a voice artist, um, you know the opportunities come far, and you know, yeah, it's 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 if it's there, I I, I do it. Yeah, it's in your blood, man. Yeah, oh, and you you still have that voice, man. You guys still have your voices, man. Your your DJ voices are there when you turn it on. <laughs> So yeah. So so with that said, before we go, I'd like to ask a favor from each of you. If you could, uh, maybe say, um, uh, do like a plug for this show in your own way. You just say, well, the title of the show is WDRS Talk, the Wolf's Den Radio Show Talk, and then you can spiel whatever you want. Um, hi, may you go first. In, yeah, so this is not high Milan talking, but this is the Gaucho. What is it? WDRS. Talk. W D what? W D R S talk. So it's Wolf. Show it to Jaime. And you want to understand the Listen to Wolf. On WDRS Talk. That's it. Nice. <laughs> <laughs> That's it. 
It's the Wolfman. Our WTRS. 97.3 KRQR San Francisco, The Rocker. <laughs> nice. <laughs> See, you guys still got it, man. Oh, Bob, because sample naman dyan. Perfection may chance Bob, man. Kailangan may script, man. He's got to be one of the best you know, so, voice so, artists. Uh, it's a shame that they, they, you know, they use all these walang kwanta people because this guy can still kick anybody's ass. Oi. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> all right, let's try this one. Okay. Hear the wolf howl on WDRS talk. Nice. Uh, one more time, huh? Okay. Hear the wolf howl on WDRS talk. Oh man! Listen to the Wolves Den radio show talk. <laughs> um, that's a long one. The no, Wolf- you, you have no. You pause after the show, before you say talk. So it's oh, w- yeah? the Wolves Den radio show talk. There, there's like a small pause. Uh, okay. <laughs> you why don't I do a plug that you can put in the middle of your show? Yeah, thanks, man. Listen to the Wolf. Ah, uh, no, no. Sorry, sorry. You're listening to the Wolf's Den radio show, Talk. That's the one. You're listening to the Wolf's Den radio show, Talk. You Thank uh, you. Yeah. <laughs> listen, listen to the wolf howl, no? Okay. Uh, <laughs> oh, you know, I have a story. I'm sorry, I forgot to tell you this. But before we go, because uh, because uh, Howling Dave, um, when I was in my first band, uh, we did RJ Junior Jam. Ah, oh, okay, yeah. In the yeah. afternoon, you know, the the for the uh, an af- a matinee uh, show for bands, no, and he was the host. And we somehow, because it was all covers, you know, it was all cover bands, but rock. And we were pretty good at our Def Leppard covers, Guns N' Roses, whatever, White Snake. So he liked us, and every time he would he would um, introduce us, he would turn on Howlin' Davis, like, ladies and gentlemen, this is in RJ. It's a small hey, place, and there's it's, like <laughs> it's only it's only like our friends are watching, ladies and gentlemen. Please welcome Hysteria. And we would like, we would like feel like, damn, shit. That's like, you know, it would fire us up because it's like like a proper concert introduction, you know. Can, can you imagine how many hundreds of thousands of times he's done that for bands? Yeah, see Dante. Yeah, even, even, um, even yung mga shaky shakies although pinapasa din sa amin mm-hmm. yung mga hosting sa mga shakies and all that yeah. yeah he never stopped he was he was always busy hosting yeah. yeah and on that note gentlemen thank you very much for okay, doing well, this i really welcome. appreciate this man it's a pleasure man thanks a lot wolf all right sisters and brothers Another episode of WDRS Talk with uh, two of the great DJs, 
of uh, Filipino rock culture, Bob Magoo and Gaucho, the Gaucho. Thanks, gentlemen. Thank you very much. I'll see you soon, guys. Thank you. Okay, bye. 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 Ingat. Salamat, bro. All right. See you. I'm.